talking about Rodgers that much? Is this something that I've been doing to the point? In Chicago, and he's doing this. I mean, that is what Bobby the Brain Heenan would call a ham and egger move. What the heck's going on in Champaign, Illinois with Brett Bielema? They, they have a real shot to get to. Frazier's got it! And the Big Ten Championship is in And now, broadcasting live and local, from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. What are we doing? I'm going to drop the plans for this. And Eric Fry. Because they won a game, and they still will not be ranked again this season. It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome in. Uh, what a beautiful day it is. It's a Tuesday. You know what that means. What's happening out there? We're here on the starting lineup. Live here on ESPN Radio 98.9 at the game. And uh, Travis Sparks, Eric Fry will be uh, joining me momentarily for what could potentially be a big news-breaking show in the world of high school sports. As, of course, we're all waiting with anticipation of the announcement of whether some of those proposals were uh, passed by the IHSA, including in the uh, districting format. And uh, that announcement is uh, scheduled to be uh, coming down soon. But, of course, we all know how uh, that works with how some of those announcements uh, come in. The deadline uh, for uh, submitting those uh, vote proposals uh, was on a Sunday at midnight. So uh, we'll see if we get any some breaking news uh, here in any point of the show, and we will be uh, covering that extensively uh, coming up here uh, very, very shortly. And uh, I just see some news has broken on uh, that front, so I'll get to that here in uh, just a second. But we'll also incorporate some other local sports, uh, some local basketball, girls basketball that happened uh, last night. Uh, take a look at that and uh, take a look at this schedule for uh, today. And uh, including that, a big, big matchup over on uh, Jack FM, a rematch of that, a sectional semifinal, that epic sectional semifinal with Casey and Altamont tonight and uh, Cumberland uh, back in action after taking third place in uh, the uh, St. Elmo Holiday Tournament. And, of course, it's a Illini uh, Tuesday, and uh, Illini basketball picked up the win over Colgate there on a Saturday to get right and uh, to with, uh, I said yesterday with the uh, scheduling of that uh, game being at noon, I kind of thought it was a mid-major, you know, it was kind of like an NCAA tournament game, a four versus 13 matchup. So uh, we'll talk about that as well as the uh, bragging rights game coming up on a Friday as well. And we'll hit up on uh, some Monday Night Football and uh, some NFL as well after uh, last night's performance there from 
I think we all penciled that in from Drew Locke, right? We all knew he had it in him still, right? Uh, how about that? A Philadelphia going down and a Drew Locke being the one to beat the Eagles uh, there. And uh, so uh, we will be uh, talking about that as well. And I'm sure we'll have to save uh, some of the uh, districting talk for uh, the uh, podcast uh, there, I'm sure. And we'll get Eric's opinions uh, when he finally gets in here into the room. So uh, if there's anything that happens during the show, we'll definitely uh, break it down for you. And if we don't get to things here, we'll get things into overtime. That comes up on the uh, podcast of course, you can find that at a podcast wherever you find your favorite pods, iTunes, Spotify. The website, fmradio.com, is also an excellent tool of that. And while you're checking out there, check out the local sports, local news, and everything that our website has to offer uh, there. All right, so we got a big show here today and uh, some uh, big news here at the top of the show. And uh, so we need to get things started and we need to hit it up with First Things First. Before we get into the show... First things first. And I absolutely loved it when I heard that the news was coming down at the 11 o'clock hour and 11 a.m. And it is finally it came out. And sure enough, it happened at the top of the 11 o'clock hour. We have some breaking news that could affect the high school football season upcoming. Breaking news. Breaking news. As we had the announcement of whether those proposals were going to pass and... Here at the top of the show, we can report here on the starting lineup that the football districting proposal has failed to pass. It needed a majority vote, and it failed there. As it looks like, it was 272 yeses, 379 noes, and 76 did not have a feeling one way or the other. So it looks like that districting that was passed in 2018 and then was going to be implemented for the 2021 season. And the IHSA backtracked that after COVID and with the high gas prices as well as a factor. And they were going to table that for a later time. And the proposals, they came back up, including the districting for football came back up and it was on the ballot for this year's and it looks like it has failed to pass so no districting and i'm actually surprised that it failed by that wide of a margin uh, there by almost 100 votes there that it did not pass and uh, so uh no districting and that could have affected the upcoming 2024 season i know there was both some uh, positive aspects if you look at it from an ad's perspective of and the shifting landscape of uh, football not just in college football but we're feeling it here at home as teams like effingham they apollo has dropped to only six members if only if one more school wants to drop out then uh, that is the minimum six is the minimum required for IHSA to rec- recognize you as a conference and automatically get you in the playoffs as a conference champion. So uh, the conference has really fallen on some hard times. And 
having to uh, fill that schedule with non-conference opponents. And that's going to be getting harder and harder with other conferences. We saw like the CIC this year was announced that they're going to be a Jordan Forces for a super conference there. I think it was the heart of Illinois uh, conference saying that affects teams like Shelbyville and Tuscola and all that, Central A&M for football. And really that was one of the big things of conference realignment. It doesn't affect basketball too much, but uh, it really is the bread and butter of, of football. And uh, so it looks like the football districting proposal has uh, failed. 12 of the 14 amendment proposals passed except for two. And they both really involved uh, football there, I believe, as the uh, districting has uh, failed to pass. The only other proposal that did not pass was a sought to decrease the number of allowable summer contact days between a coaches and a student athletes. So uh, there you go. 12 of the 14 passed and the two biggest ones that had two of the biggest debates involving football about the uh, summer contact days and the football proposals have failed to uh, pass. Now I'm just getting uh, this information in as everybody else uh, has um, the statement by Executive Director Craig Anderson on the IHSA website says that the IHSA Board of Directors has already had discussions about the potential of forming a football AD committee in 2024 in the event that the district proposal failed to pass. Uh, they want to be proactive in trying to address the issues that are at the root of different football proposals seemingly brought forth each year. They recognize uh, the issues in IHSA football are unique and it can be based on geographical school size, conference affiliation, and the traditional successful program, which is why no recent proposals have garnered enough support to pass. There's likely no a singular answer to these issues, but the board wants to explore the idea that a large and diverse group from around the state may be able to find some solutions that the high school football community in the state would support. And again, that was a statement in the quote from the executive director of the IHSA, Craig Anderson, about the proposal of a districting failing to pass. And so we will be going back to the same old, same old as before. So uh, no districting in the state of football and uh, the 2023 legislative process brought out the highest voting total in over a decade as 89.2% of the membership participated in the vote and uh, some of the other uh, proposals uh, that uh, passed uh, allows coaches to conduct out of season strength and conditioning workouts with limits of no more than four days per week and no more than 90 minutes per session outside of season. No coaching of the skills of a sport during any session is allowed. Uh, another proposal that passed allows students to meet with the residents by law when their parents slash guardians, a full-time staff member at a public school whose attendance boundary they do not reside in the district, has a board policy permitting students of employees to attend tuition-free. Uh, also modifies the All-Star Games participation limit to include all sports as opposed to just basketball, football, soccer, and volleyball. So, I guess there's going to be all-star games and all sorts of uh, sports. Uh, other ones allows coaches to uh, conduct strength and conditioning workouts with limits of no more than four days per week and no more than 90 minutes per session during the summer contact days. Conditioning training does not uh, count against the summer contact day count. No coaching of the skills of a sport during a session in order for the session not to count as a summer contact day. 
Um, another proposal that uh, passed, they restrict, say, a PREA contest physical examination from the uh, determining a student's eligibility for a contest other than in sports that require weigh-ins or spe- sports-specific nail or skin checks, modifies the participation under assumed names to match the language passed two years ago in another bylaw, eliminates the IHSA tournament limitations bylaw, uh, creates the opportunity for football teams to conduct a preseason scrimmage with other schools. So uh, that's another one that uh, was up uh, for a vote, and that passed 232 votes to 85, uh, creates the opportunity for football teams to cut preseason scrimmage with another school. Specific scrimmage limitations include the following uh, use of IHSA officials, four separate 12-play segments, no special teams, 48 total plays, limits per player, no live contact, or a thud in practice the day before or after the scrimmage. Scrimmage to be held on Friday or Saturday of IHSA Week 7. Uh, players are eligible to participate in the scrimmage after participating in eight different days of practice. So that's kind of cool that uh, different teams can uh, scrimmage each, each other now, obviously following those uh, bylaws with uh, contact and practice and whatnot before and after the scrimmage. So that's pretty cool uh, there. Um, and it looks like that it eliminates the boys' gymnastic season and contest limitations by law. Another one that passed eliminates the match limitation for tournament language in girls and boys volleyball, increases the number of girls wrestling teams contests from 18 to 25, and establishes a girls flag football season limitation, a preseason practice requirement of nine practices before a contest and a regular season contest limitation of 25 games exclusive of the IHSA state series. And uh, like I said, uh, the... Um, uh, failing of the uh, districting format, and that proposal was established districts in the sport of football to be determined by the IHSA using geographical and classification. Eight districts in each class with eight schools in each district. District games in weeks three through nine of the regular season. Top four schools in each district qualify for the IHSA playoffs. Seating procedures would be similar to current seating procedure with teams from the same district not to play in the first round, but that has failed to pass. Proposal 18 is a big X no-go for a district. And also proposal number 11 that modifies the number of summer contact days restriction from 25 to 18 also failed as well. And it looks like it failed with a 302 uh, yes vote, 407 no's, and 18 did not have a vote one way or the other. So uh, that is the uh, big news there out of uh, today. And I know Eric was kind of working on uh, behind the scenes. He was working on some uh, districting that could potentially happen. So I'm interested to hear his opinion that all that hard work is going to get thrown out. And uh, where do we go from here? Do we uh, stay with the same? uh, Well, of course, you know, where do we go from here? No more districts. And uh, with it failing and failing by almost 100 votes, do we even do we table this again? And do we kick the can down the road? Are we going to have to revisit this at a later date, maybe two, five years down the line? Could this be talked about again? Or are the teams that wanted and advocated for the district theme format 
that kind of one of the teams and one of the representatives was from Mohammed Seymour that kind of spearheaded the proposal being back on the ballot this year. And of course, Mohammed, a part of the Apollo Conference, and they uh, emphasize of the struggle of trying to fight for non-conference opponents to fill out the schedule. And I mean, yeah, it's difficult in doing that in a district uh, would have allowed that to be uh, alleviated a little bit. You only had to find a couple of uh, non-conference games uh, versus uh, four. And like I mentioned, it's getting harder and harder to uh, find teams to potentially uh, play because of the fluctuation of the teams that you had a good relationship with. And I always go back to FEM. It's because what I know of that FEM and Breeze Modern Day, they have a great relationship and it seems like they always play football. They have uh, since ever I was covering the sport and since I was in high school. Uh, but FEM's kind of, you know, solidly in 4A. There was where they teetered in 5A, but I've always been kind of solidly in 4A. But Breeze Modern Day, they used to be in 4A, but now they're enrollment has kind of had a tick down and now they would be classified as 2A. So, I mean, you know, is it really viable to keep playing them and putting them on the schedule or whatnot? But you can't argue with it because of the relationship that the two schools have with each other. And, you know, also the traditionalists and everybody of eliminating the conferences that could eliminate some rivalries that have been going on. You may or may not have been put in the same district. Uh, we saw some uh, proposals that uh, the FEM travel in particular could be a sporadic. It could be all across the board. And that was one of the reasons why they scrapped the proposal format in 20, 2020 or before it was implemented in 2021. Uh, that was one of the reasons why it was scrapped was because of the um, funds that the uh, school would have of the long distance travel that they would have with each school. So it looks like that the uh, districting will not happen. It uh, failed and 12 of the 14 amendments passed in this proposal. And I'm very interested to see uh, what is going to happen from here. What other solutions could these schools that are having trouble finding non-conference opponents and uh, what else could be put on the table coming up? And, uh, you know, one of the things that when this thing fails, everyone talks about the postseason and potentially having that and the reseeding process of 1 through 32. Haven't really heard of that a lot uh, come about lately, but uh, we've talked about it here on the show that that pretty much destroys the South's chances of any hope of getting to a championship game. Uh, greatly at least uh, but maybe we'll have to table that for a, a later day so that's what I'm interested to see uh, what other proposals that could be reworked it's back to the drawing board that uh, people were in favor of the districting uh, format and again like uh, Craig said there uh, no solution is going to satisfy everyone and I know that uh, a lot of larger schools were affected by this some people in the IHSA didn't even have a vote because, well, they don't have a football program. You know, they have teams in the NTC. They get to topless. Well, they could have been a part of this vote, but they don't have a football program, so they don't have a really horse in the fight. So, uh, and I mean, really, the smaller schools, uh, you know, I don't, this is obviously going to affect them with the travel 
and whatnot, but they probably like it the way that it is right now. And if you like thing, how things were going right now, then you will like that the districting proposal fails here. And that is our breaking news to start the starting lineup. Hopefully Eric will be in here at some point within the show to talk about the proposal failure of districting for football. So no football districts in 2024. Same business as usual uh, there. What a great way to uh, start the show with some breaking news that impacted the upcoming high school football season. And now we'll go away from football, but we'll stay on the local realm. We'll stay in local sports. We'll talk about some high school girls basketball from last night. The results, Tatopolis, big win over Paris and uh, other matchups uh, that happened there. I know that was Newton, Neoga were squared off. St. Anthony was against Arthur. We'll take a look at that and all those games that happened around the area on the way coming up next here on the starting lineup as well as look at the schedule for tonight. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios will be right back. This is Lucas Kernin with a message from the FNM Fire Department. As a firefighter, I've witnessed the devastating consequences of vehicle accidents. Let's stay focused. Distracted driving kills. Keep your eyes on the road and off your phone. Buckle up. Seatbelts save lives. It's a simple action that can prevent serious injuries. Also, let's protect our little ones. Use proper car seats for children to ensure their safety. And always check the back seat. Don't forget about loved ones or pets before leaving the car. Let's prioritize car safety. Together we can save lives. JR Collision, five stores strong. From St. Louis, Effingham, Shelbyville, Greenville, and Teotopolis, we want to say thank you for letting us be a part of your communities. We would like to invite everyone to stop by our shops so we can show you around. Let us answer any questions you have about any of the repair procedures, scans, or calibrations that may be required to get your vehicle back to the safe vehicle you purchased. Whether you are a customer already or just curious, please stop by any of our JR locations. JR Collision Centers, 877 525 5722. Texting privacy policy in terms of conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting enrolls for recurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply. Stop, stop, stop. Binges, blackouts, regret, shame, trying and failing to drink less or quit. Hi, I'm Jonathan, founder of War Health. I know how scary drinking too much can be because I struggled with alcohol misuse for most of my adult life. But I also know that it is possible to drink less or quit. And medication can help. Now, Trexone is a safe, effective medication that makes it easier to cut back or quit drinking so you don't have to rely on willpower alone. I started War Health to make access to Naltrexone convenient and private to help people like me regain control over alcohol. If you're ready to stop drinking or just drink less, text CONTROL to 200-300 to get a secure link to Or Health's private online assessment. Our licensed medical professionals will evaluate your assessment, and if medication is right for you, prescribe it online. We'll deliver your prescription right to your door. No doctor's office visits required. Text the word CONTROL to 200-300 to get started today. That's CONTROL to 200-300. And now, the starting lineup. That was back in the 50s and 60s. I know not a lot of, there were not as many teams, not as many good players or whatever, but but Travis knows this from personal experience. Go ahead. (laughs) Sorry, I couldn't help it. Go ahead. No, I'm good. (laughs) I'm good. Eight in a row, impressive. (laughs) On 98.9 The Game.
ESPN Radio. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry joining me here momentarily. And if you just missed the big breaking news there to start the show, a football district's proposal is a no-go. And that just came down from the IHSA. But uh, let's talk more local sports. But let's get to the local realm of high school basketball here as we are in that season after all so uh, let's take a look at action from last night and we're going to start off with uh, St. Anthony and Arthur as uh, St. Anthony picked up the win overall lost 75 to uh, 44 was the uh, final score there as uh, St. Anthony got things going and they led 21 to 11 after one quarter of play, and Arthur came back a little bit. They cut the deficit down by just a single point, uh, but then St. Anthony outscored him there into the third, 18-2-6 uh, uh, there to kind of take control, and then they cruised to the victory uh, from uh, there. It was a Stacy Vaughn leading the way for the Bulldogs. She had 31 points. She also had five rebounds, a couple assists, and four steals as well. Uh, Nancy Ruhal chipped in with uh, 16 uh, points as she had uh, four rebounds, a couple assists, and uh, three steals as well. Uh, Addison Rios had eight points as well. And uh, the Bulldogs only had uh, 10 uh, turnovers in uh, the uh, game, and, and now they pushed their record to a uh, 9-4 and four on the season and uh, sealed. Uh, she led the way for all uh, She had a 20 in uh, the uh, uh, win. It's also a Newton over Nioga, 53 to uh, 43, as uh, Cameron Martin led the way. 18 uh, points to lead the way for the Eagles. Uh, Kessler uh, and Bennett both had a nine uh, points. And uh, Campbell and Richards led the way for Nioga. They both had a uh, 17 in uh, the uh, contest. And uh, Eric just came into the room. Hello. Do you see the big news? I I was just got the email on it. Yes, I broke the news. Well, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Yes, did not pass. Yeah, what's your gut reaction? My gut reaction is I'm not surprised, but I'm kind of surprised, but I'm not surprised <laughs> if that makes any sense at all. Like we we had heard that you know there was a lot of hatred for districts as a, on a, on the fan level. Mm-hmm. As well as the bigger schools, um, so I'm I'm not surprised at all that this did not pass. Um, I think this will put an end to the districting thought. Mm-hmm. But I do think Travis that the next step is we will see some form next year around this time of proposal as far as the playoffs and different seating of the playoffs, as well as the public-private Chicago area thing as well. I think both of those will now gain more momentum since districts mm-hmm. has failed. Yeah, that's kind of what I uh, brought up there at the very end about the what's always been talked about of reseeding the postseason from 1 to 32, and I'm just wondering where they go from there of uh, where they're going to pivot mm-hmm. after this uh, proposal failed. Well, and we do have uh, Craig Anderson quoted here. He said the IHSA board of directors has already had discussions about the potential forming of a football ad hoc committee in 2024 in the event that the district provo- proposal failed to pass. They want to be proactive in trying to address the issues that are at the root of different football proposals seemingly being brought forth each year. They recognize the myriad of issues in IHSA football are unique and can 
can be based on geography, school size, conference affiliation, and the traditional success of a program, which is why no recent proposals have garnered enough support to pass. There is likely no singular answer to these issues, but the board wants to explore the idea that a large and diverse group from around the state might be able to find some solutions that the high school football community in the state would support. And that is a big key, Travis. These are so unique and diverse issues for different people in different parts of the states. That's why there is no one uniform thing to help. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, you talk about going public private while well, there's people in Chicago who like that people in Chicago who don't like that. And us around here really don't care because it doesn't really affect us minus, you know, a modern day, you know, when you're talking football and that's mm-hmm. the only real private school I can think of off the top of my head. Then you talk in football. Yeah. Then you talk about one to 32 seating. Well, there's a lot of people down here who don't like that idea because we're going to have to travel up to Chicago for one playoff game. Well, that doesn't make sense to a lot of us. Mm -hmm. Then there is the North South divide still going on. Well, there's a lot of people who don't like that either. And there's just a whole myriad of issues that isn't a one blanket fix. Mm -hmm. It's going to take, um, like I said, a, a a group to sit down and look at these issues and, and kind of figure out. So, um, also, Travis, what I wanted to, to note out of all of those uh, proposals that were put forth, mm-hmm. the only other one that didn't pass besides district, and it was a vote of two seventy two to three seventy nine, so it wasn't even close. Yeah. The other one that didn't pass was summer contact days, mm-hmm. restricting it from twenty five to eighteen days. That did not pass as well. So uh, neither of the football ones passed, um, but the, the districting is the big one. And and to me, I do feel that, you know, this was going to be the outcome now. What does that mean moving forward? We'll have to wait and see. But I don't think this is the end of, all right, districts didn't pass, so we're just all good with football in the state of Illinois. Something else is going to come forward. And whether it be a committee by the IHSA whether it be another proposal from someone else, I don't know what the right answer is. Yeah. You know, you and me could sit here and try and figure out what the right answer is. And I don't think we could do it either. Like Mm -hmm. there's just a myriad of issues, whether that be, you know, conferences shrinking, you think about the Apollo, what are they going to do? Teams that, you know, the, the list of independent schools just keeps growing on IHSA's website because they can't find a conference to play in. Mm-hmm. So then they're having to go to eight-man football, possibly, instead of playing 12-man, which is not a IHSA-sanctioned sport. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I feel that this is going to – this isn't the end, for sure. This is just a stopgap until the next thing comes forward. And what will that be? Yeah, definitely. With uh, establishing that committee, it's going to be back to the drawing board for the people that were in favor of the district format. In uh, 2018, when it was uh, passed, it only passed by a slim margin, only by 17 votes. And uh, now it was uh, denied by 107 votes was Mm -hmm. the difference Mm -hmm. uh, there from that perspective. And another thing that IHSA uh, touted that uh, 89% yeah, uh, participation in the vote for the proposals this year. Yep. That was the highest in a decade Yeah, as it, well. So at least, you know, it got the people on the ballot like, oh, okay, well, this affects us, so mm-hmm. let's go ahead and let's participate. So the high participation rate was was good 
from from a voting perspective. Well, and not only that, Travis, but the 14 proposals were the most since the 2011-2012 proposals. So, mm. um, a lot of proposals, the most in a while, and the mo- bigger biggest turnout, turnout in a while. So it tells me that you know the people who are in charge are listening. They're wanting to make changes. They're wanting to participate. They're wanting to be involved in whatever the legislation may be. Mm-hmm. But the school administrators are wanting to, to have their voices heard right. because the communities and these schools want their voices heard. Mm-hmm. So, again, I think it's going back to the drawing board as far as football goes. So we now know that for next season it will be the same. It will be as is. Schedules that you know people are working on are solidified. There's nothing that's going to change football for next year. Yeah. If anything, it will be the year after. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was kind of surprised because that there was seemed like there was a lot of traction. It already passed once, so I was like, "Well, I'm not going to be too shocked if it uh, passes again." Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, it's going to stay stay as usual. Yep. Business as usual. Yep. Uh, there, and also another one of those the uh, proposals that were passed about a preseason scrimmage, and Lincoln already on X doing some work trying to find an opponent for that ah. preseason scrimmage. So that I thought was very cool Yep, yep. as well. Get to work on it. Yep, so find some potential opponents for scrimmaging. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was uh, very cool uh, there. All right, so uh, we'll continue here with uh, basketball as we uh, go along here. Just wanted to get Eric's gut reactions before he could uh, really have uh, time to – Digest and coming up in the pod, I've already come up with an idea. So, <laughs> already, already got an idea. The gears are already yep. spinning. Yep, <laughs> I love it. Uh, Dietrich, they got the win over Cumberland. It was fifty-two to thirty-four. It was a close game there in the first quarter. As uh, Dietrich, they led by six, nineteen to thirteen, and then uh, the Maroons extended that out at halftime and ended up winning uh, the fourth quarter uh, there to put away the uh, Pirates. It looks like it was uh, Tegler leading the way. as She had 19 uh, points for uh, Dietrich. And uh, Britton was close in the double figure. She had nine uh, there. It was uh, Carr. No, uh, let's see. It was, uh, looks like a Shoemaker, Caitlin Shoemaker, leading the way for uh, Cumberland. She had nine in the game. It was a South Central over a Sandoval, and it was a 57-2, a 42 final. South Central got out to the early lead, 21-14, and they put things away there in the third quarter. Uh, Webster led the way. She had 19. Uh, Calgar and Reed both had 10 points in the win for South Central. Uh, Ray led the way for Sandoval. She had 26. No other girl was close to the double figures there. It was uh, Casey picking up the win over North Clay, 58-46 was the uh, final score there. And it was uh, Muhammad Seymour winning over Danville, 46-30. Tri-Valley over Unity Christian, 56-21. Central A&M staying undefeated with a win over Sullivan, 45-43. And it was Arcola over Christman, 46-11. Uh, this game had a lot of hype uh, behind this one. It was Topless A&M Paris. Matching up in Tatopolis. Uh, they uh, pulled uh, it out in the very end as uh, they won this one, a 37-33. Uh, this one came down to the wire. Paris was leading late in the game by a single point, uh, but Chloe Probst uh, hit the 
go-ahead bucket there. And as she led the way for the shoes, uh, she had 16. And then uh, Titopoulos uh, stole the ball late in the game and got an extra bucket uh, there. And that was the four-point margin. So that was the first loss for Paris this season. They were 11-0. and Now they're 11-1 and with the shoes picking up a big win on the road against Paris last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, El Paso Gridley won over Clinton, 47-46. It was North Mac over Sacramento Valley, 61-10. And Gillespie over Nokomis, 60-38. Junior high boys basketball, we had North Clay over Casey, 45-26. Shelbyville over Altamont, 56-14. In eighth grade, it was Casey over North Clay, 45-34. And Shelbyville over Altamont, 58-30. And a local schedule for this evening in high school boys basketball. A lot of action in the NTC. A big matchup uh, in St. Anthony as uh, their matchup with Aldney. And uh, that should be a heck of a game there. Mm. The Tigers and the Bulldogs. Uh, North Clay there at uh, Sisney. And uh, Sisney, I believe, uh, finished in second place there at that Wayne City tournament that North Clay was a participant of. Uh, Ocow Valley there at Windsor's Two Straws. Uh, St. Elmo, they're hosting Afton, Missouri. Uh, Dietrich, they're at Lawrenceville. Uh, Neoga is hosting Shelbyville. Uh, Sandoval and a South Central matchup on the boys' side. And then uh, the uh, biggest one in the area from the NTC perspective, it's a rematch of the sectional semifinal in Altamont. Same venue as well. It's Casey Westfield at Altamont. And uh, you can, of course, listen to that over on our sister station at Jack FM, 100.5, 105.5. Here we go, Altamont after that big comeback in the sectional. But on the other side, Casey let one slip away in uh, that uh, game. And they almost hit the game-winning shot there at the very end mm-hmm. as well, if you remember. And uh, I know a lot of people in the area are interested in that rematch tonight. Yes. And we got coverage for you over on Jack. Uh, Newton, they're going to be hosting uh, Charleston tonight. And Normal West is at Muhammad Seymour in the Lincoln Prairie. You got the Arcola Wars. Arcola hosting Tuscola. Tri-County is at Argita. Heritage hosting Villa Grove. Unity Christian at Sullivan. And we got uh, the, uh, this the first conference matchup of the season so It far. is, Travis. First conference yeah, matchup I for the Pirates so. this year. Cumberland hosting uh, Sarah Gordo tonight over on a WCRA, 99.5, 107.7 FM mm-hmm. or 1090 AM. There, so you got the Pirates and the Broncos yep. match up in the LPC tonight. Yeah, trying to build off that momentum from Saturday at the St. Elmo tournament. That final quarter yeah. really, you know, had had a good job there in that final quarter last Saturday. Trying to build momentum for that, and then like we've talked about, Ocala Valley, who've already seen, but they're a different team than Cumberland saw in that Thanksgiving tournament. Mm-hmm. And then you go to Vandalia. Yep, and uh, so it should be an interesting one over mm-hmm. on a WCRA. Uh, Paris is hosting at Tolono Unity, uh, Central Illinois, Warrensburg Latham hosting Monticello, Leroy Clinton, Carlinville is at Pawnee and Piasol and Maryville Christian. We also got some uh, girls basketball tonight. Uh, we got Sarah Gordo hosting Sagamont Valley, Warrensburg Latham and Macon Meridian are at the Macon Holiday Express Tournament. Uh, Piasol is at Carrollton, uh, Fairfield at North Clay, Cannon Herrick Beecher City at Tri-County, Brownstown is at Vandalia. And Winds Two Straws is in Arthur for the night classic there. And if I didn't mention North Clay hosting uh, Fairfield there as well. And uh, you can uh, get those results all on our website, fembrave.com. Just click on our local sports tab. That's where you can find all the info there. 
All right, uh, so um, we, we move along here on this uh, Tuesday, and it's an Illini Tuesday. Uh, so uh, coming up, we're going to be talking Illinois athletics, Illinois basketball coming up, and that win on a Saturday or Sunday. And we'll be back to talk about that coming up next. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios will be right back. <laughs> hey, son. How are you feeling? Uh, I'm fine, Pops. What's on your mind? I just... I can't explain it. Navigating. Without a compass. Eyes waiting. Started to wonder. Metamorphosis. Lost of who you thought you was. When your kid can't find the language, help them find the lyrics. Listen to the Sound It Out album and get tips and tools to start a conversation at SoundItOutTogether.org. Brought to you by Ad Council and Pivotal Ventures. You've heard of AI. We want you to know that some messages and content we broadcast is produced using AI. All content produced or written with AI is supervised by our staff before airing. AI is only a tool for all of us, and we use it for that purpose. You can be assured that we will not use AI in any way that is unworthy of your trust. Isn't that aroma just heavenly? What's with the whispering? Inside this grill is the secret to winning game days. Mm-hmm. Eckridge Smoked Sausage, crafted with a perfect medley of spices for a truly rich, savory taste. So easy to prepare, too. Now hand me one of those buns. Whoa, whoa, keep your voice down. Marty, you're still whispering? Secret's out, buddy. Eckridge.com has dozens of simple, mouth-watering recipes for everyone to win game days this season. Some people just know that the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the tailgater who's testing the laws of physics with a table and a grill and six camping chairs all balanced on the roof of a small sedan. Make that four camping chairs. Why would you pay a rate based on anyone else? Get a rate based on you with DriveWise and the Allstate app. Not available in California. Subject to terms and conditions. Some states' participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, a rate could increase with high-risk driving. Safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company affiliates Northbrook, Illinois. And now, but mm-hmm. that is when ESPN News should be utilized. Yeah, not cornhole. The starting lineup. It's pretty. Oh, it's pretty awesome. Sorry, bags. Yeah, which is it? Is it bags or cornhole? Playing. I think. Yeah, I I always go bags. I always say that. On ninety-eight nine, the game. Eric Fry, Sports Center update. The Blues go for their third win in a row when they visit the Tampa Bay Lightning tonight. Blues coming off a 4-3 overtime win over the Dallas Stars on Saturday. St. Louis currently 15-14-1. Tonight's contest begins at 6 o'clock. College basketball action from yesterday. SIU Edwardsville crushed Central Christian 99-56. Western Illinois beat Eureka 92-56. Tonight, Missouri State hosts Lindenwood and Southern Illinois welcomes North Dakota State. The Bulls played spoiler to the 76ers and their long winning streak following a 108-104 victory at Wells Fargo Center. Kobe White led Chicago with 24 points, stuffed the stat sheet with 9 assists and 8 rebounds. Zach Levine, who? Vucevich netted 23 points and grabbed 8 rebounds, while DeMar DeRozan sunk 15 points. Chicago now 11-17. Bulls host the Lakers. Blackhawks and Moss when they host Colorado Avalanche at the United Center tonight. Blackhawks coming off a 4-3 loss to the Canucks on Sunday. Tonight's game starts at 7.30 p.m. The WNBA has released the 2024 schedule for the Chicago Sky. The Sky are going to open their season with a road game against the Dallas Wings on May 15th. Chicago's first home game is on May 25th against the Connecticut Sun. And they wrap up the 2019th. And one member of the Colts' backfield is hoping to play through an injury. According to ESPN, Zach Moss is expected to play Week 16. 
Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9. It's Travis Sparks here. Eric Fry over there with the uh, sports and our hits there. Always got to take a swipe at uh, Zach Levine. Get him out of here. They're playing better without him. <laughs> Kobe White has been sitting on the bench just waiting for years. And I trashed him for years and said to get rid of him. Mm-hmm. And now he is the best thing. There is a movement going on right now, Travis, to get him in the All-Star game. I have joined that movement. I have <laughs> voted for Kobe White for the All-Star game. You signed the petition. I signed it. I am voting for him. I mean, hey, if it's going to, as I've said, if it's going to be uh, voted on by the public instead of actual merit, might as well have someone go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, might as well. <laughs> All right, uh, so uh, let's uh, talk about uh, some uh, college basketball yeah. here, and uh, it's a line eye Tuesday. Uh, talk about uh, that win on uh, Sunday against uh, Colgate, 67 uh, victory. Illinois did some work in the first half that was able to uh, pick up the uh, win because uh, Colgate actually uh, kept with the Illini there, and uh, I thought this was going to be this kind of the final score is a little deceiving. Uh, Colgate did try to make it a little closer there and try to get within single digits in uh, the second half. Obviously, keeping up with the Illini in uh, that period, but um, ultimately uh, the Illini did uh, some good work in the first half. I mean, they started off the game with a 14-0 run, and uh, they did uh, close it within a seven at one point. But they were able to pull away and come away with a comfortable. Halftime lead, and ultimately was the difference uh, there uh, for the Illini on Sunday against Colgate. As we talked about, Travis, an expected win. You sure. should have won this game. You should have won it going away. This should have been a tune-up game. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think Illinois played pretty decent. I won't say it was a perfect game because it wasn't. But they played pretty decent. Got, a, you know, a big first half, kind of on cruise control the second half. But Coleman Hawkins with 16 looked good. Damask was 15 as well. Looked good as well. Um, so, again, a game that you should have won, a game you did, you took care of business. Now get ready for bragging rights. I thought it was impressive that Terrence Stanley Jr. had 14 points, but he had zero in the uh, second half. Mm-hmm. And uh, Shannon Jr. also it came up big on uh, the defensive end as well as he had uh, three blocks in uh, the second half, and he had five in the game. So I uh, came up on the defensive uh, side of the floor, making up yep. for his lack of offense there in uh, the uh, second half um, there. So, uh, you know, Illinois, again, good at free throws. Yep. 20 and 22. Yeah, 20 and 22, great at free throws. Three-pointers, not so much. Eight <laughs> yeah. of 23. From the field, it's 41%, that's not bad. It's still less than Colgate, but you shot more shots. Uh, you shot less shots, I mean, so it doesn't look as bad. But there's still some things here to work on. I do like out-rebounding Colgate by, you know, yeah, 43 to 25. That's nice. Um, the uh, turnovers, you know, you had two more. You'll live with that. Forcing some fouls. The one thing, Travis, again, and I'll mention it, and I'll keep mentioning it, and I don't know what you can do about it, is when we get into conference tournament, we get into the big dance, which is what the end goal should be, I don't like Illinois' lack of depth on their bench. We're not getting a lot from our bench right now. And that is something that when we get to February and March, that does concern me. 
Right. I mean, yeah, uh, Gibbs, the Lawhorn, and uh, Goody have shown uh, flashes. And, uh, um, but it's inconsistent. It's, right. it's inconsistent. And, you yeah, know, and if there's one thing we know about the NCAA tournament, it's officiated different. The pressure is there. More mistakes, more fouls are called. You need to have a deep team because you're mm-hmm. playing multiple games in a weekend. You're, you're playing a lot more games than you normally play, especially when you factor in a conference tournament as well yeah so you'd like to have some depth there of reliable guys you can count on i'm not saying to come in and put up 50 points Mm -hmm. but guys just come in and keep the offense going so it doesn't feel like your top stars are on the bench right yeah goody can do that but i agree it needs to be more consistent uh there and uh, martelli is uh, still injured as well he was Mm -hmm. playing so well uh, when before he got hurt um he looked to be a emerging star But but that's the only other person that we're missing right now. Here's the other thing, Travis. You look at the starters for Illinois, and they, they played really good. You know, you had four in double figures. That's great. The only one who was in double figures is Rodgers, and you're not expecting him to be a point scorer. That's not his job. No. But concerning me, Gear 27, Hawkins 30 minutes, Damascus 23 minutes, Rodgers 35 minutes, Shane Jr. 38 minutes. They can't sustain that in the tournament. No. But that's where I'm worried. They're still fine here in in December. Yes, fine for now. But Travis, again, I've told you and I've said it and I'll keep saying it. March is all that matters. I don't care about the regular season. Well, maybe you, you should and maybe you should have a little bit more appreciation that this program is consistently in the top 25. Uh, now I understand that the, the struggles in March... I understand that, but you should also appreciate that we're consistently in, in the rankings every single year. And, Travis, I see over here on our wall we have the co-Big Ten champions up on the wall here. Mm-hmm. So we are now the Lakers hanging an in-season tournament banner. Oh, what yeah. does it matter? Oh, yeah. That, doesn't that matter. banner looked sweet last night. No, it doesn't. There's nothing to that. <laughs> that is nothing. That's the same as UCF with their national championship banner. Hmm. doesn't matter. I think that banner is going to look really nice above the All-Star game uh, for the Cardinals that we have up in here. I <laughs> I don't care. I will care about the Big Ten tournament. We win that. I'll say that's an accomplishment because, again, this year you should be in contention to win it because the Big Ten's very weak. Yeah. I don't know. I don't understand the Big Ten sometimes. Yeah. And Purdue, too. Yeah. So <laughs> be in Arizona. Yeah. But, weekend. but I want to I want to play past the first weekend in March. I know, I know, but and that should be the goal. I know it, it is, but otherwise we should we should appreciate the journey along the way. You can appreciate all you want, but how many times we're going to appreciate a dead end? It's like we're going through a maze, and every year we're appreciating it. We're on this journey. We're going to the end. Up oh, dead end. Story over. Yeah, I think that's a bad. We've talked about it many times before. It's a bad way to to look at it uh, there. But currently, right now, Joe and Lorenardi has Illinois as As a a three three seed in the bracketology. Taking on Colgate again, by the way. I know. How about that? Rematch. (laughs) A rematch in the opening round. Hey, guess who's the four in our our area, Travis? I have no idea. Oh, that would be uh, FAU. FAU. Look at them. Also, the two would be Tennessee. They just keep putting us with teams we've already <laughs> faced. That's, That's boring. Okay. 
I hate That's that. Okay. Yeah, well, we'll get Tennessee in a rematch on a neutral floor. Uh, keep believing that, Travis. <laughs> it's Illinois, so that would require us to get two wins. Ah. And uh, coming up on uh, Friday, it's the uh, big rivalry game that we'll be taking more a look at as it's a bragging rights on uh, Friday, 8 o'clock tip-off. Don't like that, but it's a Friday, so you don't have anything to do on a Saturday, so... Uh, stay up with them and uh, listen to uh, Brian Barnhart there in uh, St. Louis at Enterprise. And of course, we can we have to get the bad taste of out our out of our mouths. Last year, uh, Missouri beat us down, beat us good, took our lunch money, and ninety three seventy one beat down last year. Need to reclaim the trophy and. Let's turn that around. Let's have a beat down of Mizzou this time around. They're seven and four this season and they have uh, lost back-to-back games it looks like they lost to kansas okay mm-hmm. they're good uh but they've uh, recently uh lost to seton hall mm-hmm. looks like they're on a saturday yep and a 93 was the final mm-hmm. uh there and that one actually that was on sunday as well yep so yep uh there you go bragging rights coming up on friday night before we get out of bracketology, Travis, quick shout out to the current five seed in the Midwest, Indiana State. Uh, look at that. How about that? The Sycamores is a 12 seed. Yeah. Happy to see it. Very well. And uh, all right, the clock in, and we need to close things out, and we'll stay in the realm of basketball. And uh, so that's what we're talking about, the NBA, to close it out. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. You might watch your bottom line shrink if you don't account for burglaries, on-site accidents, and other unpredictable misfortunes at your business. Pekin Insurance offers comprehensive business coverage that lets you focus on what's important, employees, profits, and peace of mind. Ask your local Pekin Insurance agent about commercial insurance products or learn more at PekinInsurance.com. In Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Imagine the possibilities with Teutopolis State Bank. This is Jerry Rundy. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk with your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Teutopolis State Bank. In Teutopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. And now, Travis Sparks with the Aurora Sports Center update. And I'm kind of doing this on the fly because Eric's script is not pulling up. But Eastern Illinois shortstop Trey Sweeney was named in the Ohio Valley Conference Baseball Player of the Year. The starting lineup. Holy cow, what a terrible sports scenario that was. I don't blame you. I blame me. On 98.9 The Game. Welcome back into the uh, starting lineup. Here on 98.9 The Game, on the 
here on 98.9 for a smidge bit longer, just a tiny bit longer, as we close things out quickly. As Eric mentioned on his Sports Center hit, the 76ers lost to the Bulls last night, 108 to 104. The uh, two teams that were in the in-season tournament finale, Pacers and Lakers, have struggled since as the Pacers took a loss against the Clippers. 151 to 20-27. And also, the Lakers raised that uh, in-season tournament banner and revealed that. All the other historical banners that they have in Crypto.com so Arena. So dumb. <laughs> oh, gosh. I think it's, it's funny. Uh, the Knicks, 114 to 109. They beat the Lakers after the ceremony, ruined them festivities. Uh, there on the night. And uh, then uh, the Pacers and Lakers have been struggling since the in-season tournament, but the Pistons have been a stir, have been struggling since uh, November. Uh, they lost again. 24-game uh, losing streak now yeah. for the Pistons. Not a real <laughs> an NBA team. 130-124. to 124. They absolutely should be relegated to the G League. They should. Uh, can they pick up a win against the Ed uh, on – that's on Thursday. Yes, it is on Thursday. <laughs> no. That hurts. Uh, I must think to cheer for a team has a 24-game losing streak. That's it's brutal. I, why are you a fan of any team in Detroit? <laughs> That's true. I know. Must be a struggle. By the way, Travis, um, mm-hmm. well, I'll, let, I'll let you continue before I talk about games tonight. I mean, I was just looking at some other ones. Uh, Luca, uh, he dropped 38, almost a triple-double, mm-hmm. but the Nuggets ended up winning 130-104 to 104 over the uh, Mavs. And probably the biggest thing tonight is the Grizzlies in action, and uh, it's yep. going to be the return of John Morant. Yep, return of John Morant taking on Zion. And that game is... On TNT, of mm-hmm. course. Uh, Boston and Golden State is also going to be the second game. I mean, that's a, a good one if Steph Curry wasn't awful. <laughs> I know. Misses a three for the first time in 240 yep. games. Yep. Something like that. <laughs> but John Moran, back in the lineup for Memphis. Struggled without him. 6-19 and this season. Jaw wow. against Zion. I was going to say, by the way, if you are a Pistons fan, Travis... Mm-hmm. Circle the first on your calendar, Pistons at Houston. I think they can win that one. It's at least more winnable than Utah and two in Brooklyn and Boston. I guess it's true. Maybe the Brooklyn game mm-hmm. back to back. Yeah, but <laughs> I I'd go I'd go either Toronto on the thirtieth or Houston on the first. Mm. So look out or San Antonio on the tenth. Yeah, that's true. San Antonio isn't great. No. So those are the dates to a circle for Detroit, possibly picking up a win. But that will do it for us here on the show. we got more stuff to talk about in the podcast, including Eric's idea pivoting from the districting in football here in the state of Illinois. But ESPN Radio shifts to Carlin versus Joe. And then following that is Freddie and Harry. And enjoy the rest of your ESPN Radio and afternoon, and we'll catch you in the pod. Thanks for listening to The Starting Lineup on 98.9 The Game.
Welcome in overtime. Welcome in uh, overtime of the starting lineup. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry, still here with you. And uh, coming up, we still got more football talk. Didn't get a chance to uh, squeeze in anything uh, from Monday Night Football, uh, so we'll hit up on that here, and uh, we'll hit up on Eric's idea for the pivot. Yes, that will never happen. But districting in high school football. I'm thinking. <laughs> He's got his thinking cap on. I am. That could like be I dangerous. I said it'll never happen, but could be dangerous. Very so much so. We'll see uh, what he comes up with. And also got some uh, This Day in Sports History Yep, as well coming up. And uh, we'll see whatever else we can get into here on the pod. Mm-hmm. So is there anything on Sports Center that you want to hit on? Yeah, Sports Center. Uh, as you mentioned, Pacers lost to the Clippers. Uh, Pacers will host the Hornets tomorrow night. Uh, Ravens have been dealt another blow in the backfield. According to ESPN, running back Keaton Mitchell suffered a full tear of the ACL done mm. so there's that um keeping us the Steelers defense missed the rest of the season due to a suspension league announced on Monday that DeMonte Casey has been suspended for the last three games of the year for his hit on Michael Pittman Jr. during the team's blowout loss to the Colts in Indianapolis on Saturday mm. yeah suspended for the rest of the regular rest of the season year. He's already been fined five times this season for unnecessary roughness. So I think at some point after you're fined five times, you got to go, okay, finding's yeah. obviously not helping. So, yeah, so we got to suspend you. The Packers are content with their defense, Travis. Head coach Matt LaFleur told the media on Monday that Joe Barry will continue to serve as defensive coordinator. Hmm. He said that much of the issues on defense are communication problems, and a coordinator change isn't the best solution right now. Hmm. By the way, LaFleur has never made an in-season coaching change in his five years with the Packers. Hmm. Yep. As we talked about, the Braves released uh, Matt Carpenter. So, there's that. Yep, we talked about that yesterday. Yep. Uh, Jaden Daniels, Heisman Trophy winner, announced that he's declaring for the NFL draft and will skip the upcoming bowl game. So, LSU is scheduled to take on Wisconsin in the ReliantQuest Bowl. He will not be there. Mm-hmm. One of the top high school quarterbacks in the country, Travis, is flipping his commitment. Dylan Rayola is switching his college commitment from Georgia. You think, well, where is he going? If he's not going to Georgia, maybe he's going to Alabama. Or maybe he's going USC. Or maybe maybe LSU. Or, or you know, one of these top Ohio State, a top program. No, he's going to Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Why? Yep. Um, obviously... Because Nebraska's back. Yes. He is ESPN's top-ranked passing quarterback in the 2024 recruiting class and becomes the Cornhuskers' highest-rated high school recruit since ESPN began tracking rankings in 06. His father starred on Nebraska's offensive line from 98 to 2000, and his uncle currently works as the program's offensive line coach. There you go. There you go. That's all you you need to know. Family connections there. says that he hopes to restore glory to a pro five national championships and preceded three Heisman Trophy winners. He's going to turn it around. And also, it could be that the quarterback for Georgia, Carson Beck, is coming back for his senior season. Yes, which I I don't know if that was shocking or not. but um, No, but, you know, with the, everything, those two factors. Right. Uh, a couple other things for you uh, here on the side here. Um, Falcons are switching quarterbacks, looking to Taylor Heineke again. So that's great. 
Jake Paul and USA Boxing are partnering for the Paris Olympics, Travis, so we may see Jake Paul at the Olympics. Oh, goody, goody. Yeah, cool. Goody, goody. Uh, Terps quarterback Tonga Vailoa opts out of the Music City Bowl, so I would assume that he's probably going to the draft. I would think so, yeah. Um, the Masters field this year, Travis, is going to be very, 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 very small. I'm talking 77 players mm-hmm. at the Masters. Yeah. Including three who have never won. It used to be a thing where you had to win in order to be an invite. Nope. Now anyone can get into the Masters, apparently. And did you hear about uh, Tommy DeVito? I did, yeah. Yeah, Tommy DeVito causing some problems for a uh, pizza place there in uh, New Jersey. Um, he was scheduled to do a appearance, um, but they had to cancel the appearance because he doubled his appearance fee from $10,000 to 20000 Yeah. Not I mean, cool, right? I mean, yeah, it's kind of unrealistic that a pizza joint could even do 10000 Well, the owner said that we agreed in principle to terms. Two hours, 250 autographs, and $10,000. And then the agent couldn't be reached. The agent reached back after Monday's game, the one he won, and said the asking price was now 20000 So, again, don't agree on something, and then just because you won a Monday Night Football game, double it. That's just a bad look. He's in high demand. Doesn't matter. Got to meet supply with demand. No. If you agree to something, you can't go back and change it after you've already agreed. Hmm. It'd be like if Shohei Otani agreed on a $700 million contract, signed it, well, and then came back different. and said $900 million. That's different. Did he sign a contract to say he was going to come to this pizza he place? He agreed to appear, yes. Verbally. There's, Verbal agreements don't mean nothing there's until you get text. in writing. There's photograph oh, of text. Oh, text messaging. Yep. Handshakes. Yep. That doesn't exist in the business world anymore. It's mm. not binding unless you sign on the dotted line, my friend. It's business. And now the bloom is off the rose for Tommy DeVito. That's right. After that loss and getting sacked so many times. Yep. So he should have taken that. Saints had fun with him, be... too, mocking uh, the hand gesture. Oh, yeah. After uh, sacking him. Yeah. And then that's when the pizzeria announced that he wouldn't be there was after the Saints <laughs> game. Said, sorry about the that loss today, hashtag New York Giants fans, but we're Italian, too, and don't like when someone says one thing and does another. Ouch. Yeah. Seven sacks on Sunday. Yep. Against New Orleans. So maybe should have took the 10K because that's the best. Yep. That's the best offer he was gonna get. Yep. For a while. I agree. Hmm. That's just society that we live in, man. It is. He was the talk of the town for a week, and now it's back to reality. Back to Jersey for yep. Tommy DeVito. Yep. Our Tommy DeVito. I'm still going to claim him. We still love you. And coming back to Champagne. No, no. Well, I mean, he would agree to come back to Champagne, Travis, and then he'll charge double to be here. So. That's for a, a hometown fee. Hometown discount. He's from New Jersey. <laughs> this is a New Jersey pizza place. They yeah. should be getting the hometown discount. Not us. He was here for a year. Yeah, but we treated him like family. We were, we were here before he got popular. These people are just hopping on the bandwagon. Travis, I think I These remember. I, I think I remember on this show you saying we need to bench Tommy DeVito. I never said that. I promise you, I never said that. I thought you did. No, hmm. never have I slandered Tommy DeVito. I'm, I'm 
legit serious about that. Okay. I thought that there was one game where he was absolutely awful. No. No. Okay. Man, this, this year. I believe the you. Other quarterback. Maybe that's what I'm confusing it with. Yeah. Not throwing you under the bus there. Didn't mean to. Yeah, no. I, I do not tolerate Tommy DeVito slander at Illinois. He was good. We would have been just as good. We would have been paddock good all season long if we had Tommy DeVito. We would be we would be bowling if we had Tommy DeVito as quarterback. <laughs> but, um, this year? Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, 100%. He's a star in the NFL. So we would have had a greater chance there. And, ah, man, people just keep dropping like flies. Speaking of Illinois football, um, Isaiah Williams, uh, he declared uh, for the draft. And it looks like we have another one. Casey Washington is declaring for the draft as well. So mm-hmm. another receiver gone. And Reggie Love the third. You see where he's transferring? No. All right, with Coach Walters and Coach Patterson. Ah, Purdue. Purdue. Mm. Yep. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I mean, hits just keep on coming. I know. Purdue, get your own players. Quit taking our sloppy seconds. Jeez. Obviously, they see the direction Illinois is heading in and the direction Purdue is heading in. Okay. They know which one they want to be on. Yeah. Whoever would have thought Travis would be losing football people to Purdue? Basketball, maybe. I know. Football, nah. But here we are. That's we where we're at. I mean, you know, Purdue, who had a worse record than us, three and six in the Big Ten, sure, but four and eight overall. Obviously, some people just do not like Coach Bielema's style. Guess not. So. Guess not. Yeah. Which, to be fair, how many Bulls games has he won? I have to go back in his career, but. Say the, the Wisconsin resume beefs it up. What have you done for me lately? I know. I know. I know, you know. I know I'm beating a dead horse here. Mm-hmm. But it's 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 the old thing about LeBron. It's the only argument I need, Sean. Travis, <laughs> it's the only argument I need. I know. I don't care what you did at Wisconsin 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. Those players have now gone to the NFL and retired. <laughs> They're not coming back. We live in a completely different football world than we did 15 years ago. Yeah, no, that's true. 100%. So, that's all I got. All and I will got. agree with you, Travis. Tommy DeVito was good at Illinois. Yeah. Uh, so uh, let's get to, um, I don't know, let's get to this date. This day in sports history. All right, this day in sports history. On this date in 1948, the Eagles beat the Chicago Cardinals 7-0 in the Blizzard Bowl to win the NFL championship. Nice, the Blizzard Bowl. On this date in 1980, Jim McMahon's Hail Mary leads BYU to a 46-45 Holiday Bowl comeback win over SMU. BYU 38-19 through three quarters for outscoring the Mustangs 27-7 in the final quarter. Hmm. On this date in 1990, Bo Jackson is selected to play in the Pro Bowl after playing in the MLB All-Star game that July, but gets hurt before he's able to play in it. 
And finally, on this date in 2001, Byron Leftwich threw for 576 yards, tying the record for the most passing yards in any bowl game to date as Marshall rallies from a 38-8 halftime deficit to beat East Carolina 64-61 in double overtime the 2001 GMAC Bowl in Mobile, Alabama. The 125 combined points in this game are the most in any bowl game in FBS history. Wow. Yeah. If only TCU could have put up a couple more points against Georgia, they may have broken that. But <laughs> Only a few more points. Only a few more. And if they could have scored a couple of touchdowns, we could have been talking about Florida State in the playoff this year, <laughs> that's, too. That's right. Because we know it's Jordan Travis's fault, as well as TCU's fault as yeah, well. That's right. For only scoring seven and giving up 63. I mean, I'm just saying that we, we could have had a, the, the record broken if they just would have scored. I'm not saying win, but if they would have scored 14 or so, it would have helped. Yeah, but. It would have. Nope, 125. So now that bowl season's getting underway, look for that. Combined 125 points, will that be broken? Be on the lookout. Mm, that would be a great bowl game. Uh, the famous Toastery Bowl had 73 total points. That's, it went to overtime. That's close. I mean, <laughs> it's still 50 off, but. 38-35, Western Kentucky won yesterday. Come from behind, a, too. We had a block field goal at the very end too yeah 21 points in the fourth quarter yeah to tie it up there to eventually win yep the famous toastery bowl in that tradition uh traditional uh bowl game mm -hmm. uh in the only bowl game uh, today here is the scooters coffee fresco bowl yeah uh utsa favored by 10 and a half and uh, they're against Marshall. Speaking of Marshall. Yeah. So it all ties in here. I like that. Frisco, Texas. Of course, the Frisco Bowl would yes. be in Frisco, Texas at Toyota Stadium. Of course it would. But UTSA, big favorites, the Roadrunners. Favorite by 10.5. Travis's favorite, the Roadrunners. I do enjoy that nickname. I know you do. Uh, bowl games take a break after today, uh, just a one-day break, and they return to action on Thursday with the uh, RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. And we'll have that on 98.9 The Game. Over on 98.9 The Game. Which means we'll be doing pick em early this week. South Florida, Syracuse, as the Bulls against the Orange. Future home of a quarterback there, Syracuse. Yeah, I still don't understand that. I think that baffles me more than uh, going to Nebraska. <laughs> the guy flipping the Nebraska. Uh, All right. You got me on that one. <laughs> Syracuse is favored by two and a half. See, they're favored in their bowl game, Travis. In their bowl game. What do you mean? They're a great team. I guess so. I keep having these uh, staggered standalone games. We only have one bowl game on Friday, too. That one will not be on 99 the game. Nope. We got more important things. We got bragging rights. Yep. But we will have games on Saturday. I think yeah. three games on Saturday. I was going to say, there is a lot more on Saturday yep. coming up. Yeah, yeah. The Birmingham Bowl, the 76 Birmingham Bowl, mm -hmm. uh, the Camilla Bowl, and a Lockhead Martin Armed Forces Bowl, Famous Idaho Potato Bowl, 68 Ventures Bowl. Uh, SRS Distribution Las Vegas Bowl, Easy Post Hawaii Bowl. Yes, I know Saturday. for a fact we have the Hawaii Bowl. Coastal Carolina, San Jose State. And we'll do pick them on Friday for that. And 
Northwestern is in that bowl game in the Las Vegas Bowl mm-hmm. at Allergen Stadium. I don't think we have that one, but I know we have the one Northern Illinois is in. That would be the Camilla Bowl. Yep. In Montgomery, Alabama. Montgomery, Alabama. Arkansas State favored by two and a half. No respect for Northern Illinois. <laughs> See if the line comes up or down Saturday. No respect for the Huskies. Yeah, a little time for that line to move. Potentially. N-I-N-I-N-I-U. Whatever they say. I don't know. I just made it up. Shout out to the Huskies alum. Hey, at least one, you know, at least a couple of teams from Illinois get to go bowling, Travis. Uh huh. That's true. And to think it was Northern and Northwestern. Uh huh. Yeah. No one to blame but ourselves. That's right. So. All right, so let's uh, move along here, and I think the only thing that's left is the idea that you had. Do you want to do that, or do you want to do Monday Night Football? Oh, Monday Night Football. That's right. Why did I forget that? Because it involved uh, my least favorite city and one of my least favorite teams. And it was my uh, one of my least favorite teams, the Seahawks, picking yeah. up the win 20-17 to as the Eagles. Are they frauds? What's mm, going on in the NFL? Maybe. Longest losing streak of his career for Jalen Hurts. Our back-to-back games? Mm-hmm. Well, Travis, uh, three straight. Three straight for Jalen Hurts now. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. So it is a losing streak. Yep, they lost long, to the Niners and Cowboys. Longest of his career. Mm. Yeah, so. But, but, Travis. Three losses in a row. Philly might but, be frauds. No, 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 no. <laughs> the Seahawks are just the better bird because the Seahawks have won eight straight against the Eagles. Are they even a real bird? I don't know. Seahawks, I thought that was a made-up. Well, whatever. Made-up bird. A sea chicken, whatever you want to call it. They've won eight straight against the Eagles. So, so they own Philly. They own yeah. Philly. And with that loss, Philly's chances of being the one seed went from 72% and 9%. Yeah. San Francisco in the driver's seat for that. Yep. Uh, but it doesn't matter who Seattle throws out there at quarterback, I guess, against Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if it's Geno Smith. There was just this back and forth of whether he was going to play or not. He was active before the game, but uh, Coach Carroll decided to uh, stay with Drew Locke, and uh, Drew Locke came out and ended up uh, with the go-ahead touchdown there to uh, Jackson Smith and Jay Bay as, you know, passable. 22-33, 208 yards, and uh, that touchdown pass. Jackson Smith. And here's the thing, Travis. Drew Locke, as you said, entered the night having lost seven straight consecutive starts, but got his first win in just over three years. Three years, man. Did Drew Locke. And it was that touchdown uh, to Jackson Smith with 28 seconds left. That is his second game-winning touchdown in the final minute this season. He did it in Week 7 against Cleveland. And according to Elias, he's the only rookie to have multiple game-winning receiving touchdowns in the final minute since 1960. Hmm. Rookie of the year shoeing right there. Yeah. So, and Locke only had 96 passing yards in the first three quarters combined, but he had yeah. 112 in the fourth. Mm-hmm. So, the Eagles started the season, as we talked about, 10-1, and one, lost three straight. There have been 59 teams start 10-1 and one or better in the first 11 games of the season in the Super Bowl era, and the Eagles are the fourth to lose their next three. Among the previous three, only the 86 Jets went on to win a playoff game. Wow. And that team lost in the divisional round. So, mm. Yep, defense has been an issue for the Eagles. 
Yeah, and I think uh, Slay was out mm -hmm. uh, last night there. Uh, of course, Seattle was missing a couple of players as well. Jamal Adams and uh, Witherspoon were both out for this one. And uh, Drew Locke, what a great interview there at the very end with uh, Susie Culber about uh, just kind of, hey, I got the call. My teammates backed me 100%. And he was uh, emotional. He wasn't crying, yeah. but you could definitely uh, tell that it was a big deal. Right. It's like, can I still do this? Um, come on, let's go. I still got it. And sure enough, he did in the big moment. And by the way, talking about the NFC East and the playoffs, mm -hmm. if the Cowboys and Eagles both win their final three games, the division will be decided by strength of victory tiebreaker, which cannot yet be determined. So if the Eagles win out, they may not win the division. Mm-hmm. And now, the Eagles did lead in strength of victory, but that could change based on other results across the league in the final three weeks. In the event the two teams don't win out but still finish with the same record, it would depend on which games each team lost as different time play for that. Uh, clearly, Philadelphia has the easier final three games. Two out of the three are against the Giants yeah. and the Cardinals. Yeah. Yeah. And the Cowboys, they have the Lions upcoming on Christmas Eve. That's a hard one. And uh, the Lions after that. Monday Night Football, mm -hmm. and also they close out with the Commanders yeah. on January That's 7th. That's a winnable game for sure. That one is, yeah. Um, but but Travis, much easier for What's Philly. the Monday Night game for tomorrow for, for next week? Uh, next week? Next week, Monday Night. Uh, that's Christmas? Yes. I believe that's the 49ers and Ravens. 49ers and Ravens? Mm, well, there's three. The actual oh, Monday Christmas. night game. Yeah, it's the Ravens 49ers. Okay, whoever the underdog is in that, pick them. Here's why. Since week 10, underdogs have been undefeated, winning seven straight on Monday night. As the Broncos won in week 10, Eagles week 11, they were the underdog. Week 12, the Bears got the win. Week 13, the Bengals. 14, it was the Titans and the Giants. And then this week, the Seahawks. So... If you are looking for entertainment, go with the dog on Monday night. Hmm. And a curler right now, that would be the Ravens as the Ravens, uh, well, the 49ers are favored by five and a half. Yeah, I mean, that's not a bad dog at all. Uh, but what a great game to close out Christmas. I know. Baltimore 11-3 and three at the top of the AFC and the 49ers at the top of the NFC. But just lost their running back. Well, yeah, that's right. He did say that, but still. Still got Lamar Jackson. Still got Lamar. Still got the running back and quarterback. He's a 75% he's a quarterback and 25% running back. <laughs> half man, half amazing. Yeah, he was. He was yeah. spectacular there on Sunday mm -hmm. against the Jags. That's for sure, Bob. What a treat in week 16. What a Christmas present. On Christmas, absolutely. Uh, then you can watch throughout the day with uh, sprinkled in with uh, basketball as well, NBA. Also on Christmas, you got the Raiders and Chiefs and uh, the Giants and Eagles hmm. as well. That 3.30 sandwich between the two. So, And, of course, we already mentioned that the Sunday night game is the Patriots and Broncos on NFL Network. <laughs> so maybe skip that one on Christmas Eve. Eh, everybody will be in bed by then. Right. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe like me, who used to not be able to sleep on Christmas. Oh, really? On Christmas Eve, no. 
Couldn't wait to unwrap the gifts. Well, that's true. Couldn't wait to see what Santa brought me. Mm-hmm. So it's the earliest day of the year I got up every year. Couldn't wait. Couldn't wait, he says. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to look and see. I was I was gonna I meant to look this up and I, I didn't. So I'm trying to look now of what exactly it is that is airing on Christmas Eve on NBC at night. Um since it's not football. Yeah, I don't know. Um it's a wonderful life, of course. Of course. It's a wonderful life for three hours. Yeah. 7 to 10 p.m. It's a wonderful life. It's a hard knock life. Oh, that's a different thing. Nope. Totally different thing. Totally different thing. <laughs> so, there you go. There you go. All right. So, and uh, now we can get to the uh, idea. Yes. We had for our high school football. That's never ever going to happen. That's never going to happen. That's never going to happen. But Travis, it's it's the solution that I think makes the most sense. Well, another thing that may never happen is districts. Well, that we know that that is never happening. So, so here's here's my proposal, Travis, mm-hmm. and I have pulled up here, as I suggest everyone else does, a map of Illinois. Okay. This map will become will become very vital. All right. Okay. So, Travis, do you see Interstate 80 here? Um, right up here. It connects Davenport to uh, to Joliet and Chicago and everything like that. So, we got Interstate 80 there at the north. Uh-huh. We are going to make everything north of Interstate 80 its own conference. Mm-hmm. They can have separate conferences in there. But it's its own thing. We'll call that the Chicagoland District. Or conference. We won't use the D word. No. Okay. So there you go. You got Interstate 80 and you can have four classes in that area of different size schools. Uh-huh. And then when the playoffs comes, you see Interstate 39? Uh, yeah. You use that to cut that right down the middle, north, east-west. You have east-west for the playoffs. Now... Everything south of Interstate 80 is Illinois football. Hmm. And you use, again, basically the highway that connects Bloomington all the way down through the entire state. Cuts it right in half down the middle. And you use Interstate 72 to cut it in half. You have four quadrants, four quadrants, different class sizes. Each team plays the teams in their quadrant. There you go. Hmm. Problem solved. Problem solved. Easy peasy. Easy peasy. Just like that. <laughs> Done and dusted. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it's easy peasy. Easy peasy, Travis. <laughs> it's that simple. That way you're not having to make long road trips. Everyone can kind of play a team in their quadrant. It's all good. Um. Again, we say there's no easy solution for everybody. There isn't. And even though if you look at that line, they're cutting, cutting, they're like, well, that still is a good chunk of the state, but there is a lot of teams up here in that area. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. That you're cutting off. So, 
Yeah, from that perspective. But they have their own state playoffs. I mean, it's kind of kind of like sound like you're you're wanting to separate Chicago from the rest of the state in a football sense. Hmm. Because as we've talked about, if you seed one to thirty-two of the entire state, all of the South teams are going to get knocked out in the first round. Oh yeah. Minimum second round. Mm-hmm. Like for example, Travis, I loved Shelbyville this year. So did you. We both said that they probably have one of the best teams in the area. Yep. They take on a Chicago school in a first, second round. Or another great example is Arthur, who took on Quincy Notre Dame. Yeah. And got beat in the first round. Mm-hmm. That's what would happen, 1-32, to 32, because those teams up in Chicago at the 2-3A level play 5-6A and 6A schools. Right. And so they're used to playing bigger, stronger, faster students. So when they come down and play their level, it's yeah. not a, you know, it goes back to the story I told you about with Byron and how they looked at Chicago Moncree in the semifinal as that being their state championship. That was the game everyone was hyped up for. Then they won that game and they knew they were going to win at state. It was yeah. a foregone conclusion. Right. No one was hyped for that game. In Byron, and I know that because I had family who were actually down here for Thanksgiving who didn't want to watch the game because they knew Byron was going to win. <laughs> wow! How about that? Like yeah. literally, like huh. that's what the entire. I mean, they still celebrated, but right. it was a foregone conclusion they were going to win. Hmm. We don't want that one to thirty-two, do we? No. It may get us better title games. And it may get us better quarterfinal games. But again, you're going to kill football south of Bloomington. Oh, yeah, 100%. Until you get to 5A in East St. Louis. Mm -hmm. But other than that, everything else is going to suffer. Oh, yeah. I I think of a couple years ago when Effingham, great team, had to go up to Kankakee McNamara, who played bigger schools, and lost. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a close game. It was, but still lost. It did. That's also the private public separation thing. But again, yeah. that's a school that played bigger schools. Right. And yeah. y- you can't help it because most of the schools that are close to you are bigger there. And most of the schools in conference are bigger. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, I don't like 1-32. to 32. I don't like everyone gets in. Sure. That yeah, that's like, I, I don't like that either because then it makes like the regular basketball. season completely pointless. But you said it's like basketball, but basketball you can do a game, two games in a day in basketball. You can't do two games in a day at the same field for football. No. And you can't get through it quickly. No. So there's no way to do every team in the state just makes the playoffs. Like that's that's dumb. Yeah. So I don't know what the right answer is, but we have to figure out something mm-hmm. because more and more schools are giving up on football if they're not a powerhouse program. Right. Or if they're not tradition rich. Mm-hmm. And as we talked about with Effingham, Travis, and, and you know, I, Effingham, I'm going to use Effingham as an example because I'd say they're a traditional rich program. They have tons of tradition. Yeah. 
I would say that the enrollment is decreasing. They were 4A this year. They used to be 5A. Now they're 4A. Yeah, I mean, there is... I always thought that there were 4A. There was a few years where we creeped into 5A and whatnot. But but this year, they were clearly 4A. Oh, yeah. No right. chance of being 5A. Mm-hmm. So enrollment dipped a little bit. Yeah. And again, if you have a place like Muhammad, as we talk about, who just up and decides to leave the conference, you're stuck if you're Effingham. Mm-hmm. Right. Then you're stuck playing... A bunch of 1A schools on open weekends because you can't get in a conference anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And Matt Toon and Charleston. Yeah. And maybe Taylorville. Maybe you're still going up to Taylorville. Mm-hmm. But you're not an official conference. You can't get a yeah. bid to the tournament, you know, to the, the playoffs that way. So you mm-hmm. have to win a minimum of five. Right. And then you're beating up on 1 and 2A schools. Right. Like, can you see Effingham taking on, for example, and I know they're. I believe they're switching next year, but for example, Oblong. No. No. Like no, that's not that that's not a competitive game. It's not like Mount Carmel is a smaller school, but they are a powerhouse at their class. Right. You know. Um, yeah. It'd be yeah, like state championship game. It'd be like Effingham and Cumberland. Like no offense to right. Cumberland, everyone knows I love Cumberland, but it's a completely different ball game. Oh yeah. Definitely. I I just... That's not beneficial to either program. No, it's not. I mean, you could say maybe it's beneficial to a Cumberland, which, again, this couldn't happen because Cumberland's in a closed conference now, but we're speaking hypothetical here. Maybe beneficial to a Cumberland because you're playing a bigger school. Yeah. And maybe that'll help you down the road. Mm -hmm. But doing it one time is not beneficial enough to help you throughout the season. Right. So, I just... There has to be something that there are schools that can move into a location to help themselves and to not have to bend over backwards and not have to drive three hours and not have to, you know, do stuff like that on a normal week-to-week basis. Mm -hmm. I just don't know what that answer is. And I'm not saying districts was the answer. That's not what I'm saying. But we need something because – eventually football is just going to slowly start. Everyone's just going to start going to eight man. And then those schools that really benefited from eight man, say Martinsville Mm -hmm. will not be able to benefit from it. Yeah. Because there's no classes in eight man. It's just, everyone's in the eight man, North, South, East, West. Right. So you could have Effingham if they decide, Hey, we're going to play eight man football. Well, they'd they'd kill everybody (laughs) because they're the biggest school to do eight man. Right. Yeah. And so there's no there's no point in that. Because then the smaller schools once again are going, This was supposed to be our answer. Now what do we do? Now what? And the answer is there's no football. Hmm. And that's how you lose programs. Sure. And we don't want that. If no. we want football to to thrive in the state of Illinois and we want us to be which I think the end goal and correct me, maybe I'm wrong. And, and Travis, I know you'll correct me if I'm wrong because you're good at that. The end goal should be is that we want players from the state of Illinois to go and make a difference at the college level and eventually to the NFL level. Right. So then that way we can say, and I'm not saying specifically around here, but just to go, the state of Illinois produces great talent. Right. And if, and if we get to see one like a, a Fagan, for example, pass through here, great. 
But if that doesn't happen and we were just able to say, you know, this is a team that, you know, he was on the team that beat our team at state or they beat our team in week three or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. That's all we want. Yeah. To be looked at like a Florida, a Texas, Ohio, California, like those groups of high, high, high. Right. Yeah. Football talent out of high school. Yeah, there's a large gap between there everyone is. else. There's a huge gap. And I think part of the reason why Illinois is in that gap is because we are cannibalizing ourselves. Yeah, and there's two predominant areas that, that dominate. Yeah. The the talent pool that Illinois has as a whole, the Chicago land area and yeah. the metro area. Uh, for sure, that's where our majority of our talent but, comes from. But again. And like you were saying, you would hopefully feed the talent and feed the talent into the school's un- actual mm-hmm. state university and whatnot. But I mean, in a perfect in world, general. You, in a perfect world, you would. But yeah, just in general, like if there was a kid who, again, I'm gonna throw out Effingham because the biggest school around here. If there was a quarterback from Effingham, Travis, who went to Missouri, would we be mad he went to Missouri? Of course we would, but we'd still want him to do good because every time he went out there, he'd be from Effingham. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, like. If there was a kid from Cumberland who went to Indiana, we'd be mad he went to Indiana, but we'd still want him to do good Mm -hmm. because they represent the state and they represent us. Right. I just don't know what the answer is. And like you said, there's so much talent in the Chicago area, but that's not to say, Travis, that there isn't talent downstate. It's just you don't see. Yeah. Because, again, only one team not from Chicago is making it to the playoffs, is making it to state mm-hmm. because of the north-south, because of how it's set up. There's only one team from the south in each class that is going to make it to the state title. Mm-hmm. And that's right. why I think you need to find a way to give the Chicago area its own conference, its own thing they can play for mm-hmm. because the talent again northern illinois is so much better than southern illinois for a multitude of reasons and we can you know go through what those reasons are whether it be that there's more people which means there's more of a talent pool to pick from whether it be because people up there have more money so they're able to specialize and send kids to camps and all this sort of reasoning but whatever the reason is, the talent in Northern Illinois is exponentially better than the southern half of the state. But that's not to say the southern half of the state doesn't have talent. Yeah. And that's why I think, because again, so many people are like, oh, well, if this team and this team play each other in the playoffs, it'd be a great game. All right. Then do it. Have your own playoffs then. Mm-hmm. So that you can see if these Chicago area teams fight each other, it would be fine. And again, I go back this year, Travis, to 3A and, and the Byron Chicago Montini game. Like, make that the Chicago championship. Fine. We'll compete for the rest of the state down here. 
and we'll crown Mount Carmel the champion. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I was trying to find about five-star recruits and whatnot, and I found one from 2019, the m- most five-star recruits by a state in the, from 2019 at least. Uh, only four came from the state of Illinois. Yeah. Five-star recruits. Um, and, of course, Florida and Texas by far are the ones with the most. Uh, 59 for Florida, 45 for Texas. And uh, Georgia and uh, California round out the top four of five-star recruits. And I was trying to figure out where those players came from. And, sure enough, Metro and on the Joliet area as well, those four f- five stars. That was 2019. It's the best one that I can find. Has a list of everybody. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying, and again, we're, we're not going to use the D word, Travis. <laughs> but I'm just saying, would you not say when it comes to high school football, one of the top two most known would be Texas. Oh, yeah. When it comes to high school football, Texas is, yeah, it's like if not one. the king, at least the top three. Oh, yeah. They, I would say they're the king for sure. They use districting. Mm-hmm. And they have 2A Division One, 2A Division Two, 3A Division One, 3A Division Two, and then inside of each of those... There's regions and there's districts. So there's four regions in each. So Conference 3A Division 2 has four regions, and then inside each region is a district. Wow. That sounds complicated. It does. But, Travis, again, this works. Yeah. And it could work. Yeah. But... We're not Texas. We're not. And we probably would never will be. No. Here's how it would work, by the way, to the playoffs, because people want to know about playoffs in this. Conference 2A, 3A, 4A, and 5A, Division 1 and 2, the top four teams from each district advance to the playoffs. One state champion crowned in 2A, 3A, 4A, and 5A, Division 1, and one state champion is crowned in 2A, 3A, 4A, and 5A, Division 2. So you're looking at, again, eight champions. And then Conference 6A, which is a separate separate conference, the top four teams from each district advance to the playoffs. The two schools with the largest enrollments automatically advance to the Division One bracket. The remaining two schools advance to the Division Two bracket. There are two state champions per conference in Conference 6A. So, again, that works. And Texas has some of the most talent at a high school-wise and right. it's not just the big schools. It's not just Dallas. It's not the whole state has good talent. Right. Yeah. So they're obviously doing something that we're not. Mm-hmm. And like I said, you're going to get to a point, Travis, where unless you're in St. Louis or you're unless you're in Chicago, football's not going to matter. Yeah. Unfortunately. And that's sad. Mm-hmm. But what is the point of busting and working to get a first-round exit and traveling four and a half hours to do it? Right. 
Yeah. That's no fun. There has to be something that can be done. And again, was districting the right thing? I don't think so. I don't think that would have worked. But there has to be something that we can figure out to make work that benefits everybody. Mm -hmm. Right. Because otherwise, like I said, you're just going to have Chicago and St. Louis, and that's it. Mm -hmm. And, And never mind anything smaller than a 4A. Anything smaller than a 4A is going to completely disappear. Yeah. That's what we're we're worried about. Mm -hmm. And we're trying to prevent there. Which, again, a lot of the schools in the Chicagoland area are not 1A, not 2A. Some of them may be 3. But that's about where they care. Mm -hmm. They don't care about the 1 or the 2As. Yeah, that's a problem that we have. Yeah problem with uh, what we have not just in football yep but everywhere so all right so i think that's i think that's it right yeah otherwise i'm gonna keep going on this so (laughs) yeah so we better end it now and uh as well as of course it's tuesday so that means it's aaron Rodgers tuesday on the pat McAfee show and he just finished up with pat and it looks like that he's not coming back this season well yeah they got eliminated uh, he's uh, not 100%, and he's uh, another three to four weeks. So he's basically his season's over. Guess what? He would have been ready if they would still be in contention. Oh, yeah. So. Of course. But nah, I gotta got to rest up now for, uh, for the new season. Yep. So, which will coming up before you know it don't want to think about that travis yeah so we won't so we'll we'll just stick with uh, what we got we'll stick with uh, the final three weeks of the regular season and then the second season begins for the nfl very shortly Mm -hmm. and super bowl will be around the corner there the big game the big game i'm sorry we're on podcasting so I just, I, I'm just covering my bases. Should be fair game. I'm just covering my bases. I don't think any big wigs are listening to us. Coming, you down, never know. Coming down on the starting lineup. You never know. We're just a podcast in Central Illinois. Coming up on, oh, we're almost a thousand episodes. Yep, we're working on something deep. for that. We're working on something <laughs> for that. Yep, so that's that's going to be coming up. Yep. Soon before before we know it. Yep. So, all right. So with that, we'll uh, get on out of here for the day. And we'll be back for you tomorrow. And we'll be back to uh, recap all the high school basketball from uh, tonight. And until then, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Peace out.